0: The Adam Crowley Show. Ax on. Ax off. Ah, Ax on. Oh no! Oh, it's on the nipple. Ax off. Ah. Ax on. Oh. Ax off. Oh! He went from the bottom. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh.
1: My buddy's visiting Pittsburgh. This weekend, he'd never been before, and he wanted to know what the coolest place to take his wife for the day would be, and my vote: the Strip District. Walk around the Strip, man. You get a feel for Pittsburgh down there. Great food places. You get a feel for the locals. People will be cooking out on the street. You can buy things, t-shirts, all kind of stuff. I think the Strip gives a pretty good idea of what Pittsburgh's all about. It's one of my favorite things to do now, and... We really hadn't done it much before a couple years ago. We go down there all the time. I don't know why I'm saying this to the listening audience. Perhaps you could pass along some suggestions at underscore Adam Crowley and at four one two nine two two is assuming that we are on the air. Uh, because we are the only station in the cluster that goes off the air when there's a power outage. I wonder why. My ratings are up 700%, despite the fact that you didn't hear my segment. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are the ratings up because you're not hearing me? Is that what it is? You're getting you're tuning me out. Oh now I'm worried. Now I'm self conscious. Now I'm freaking out. McCutcheon was back this weekend. He's a good dude. Signed some balls. Hung out with kids along the baseline. Talked to Fort Michael McHenry. Seems like a good guy. Comes off as a good guy. Talked about his wife. Talked about his kid. That was badass. Sidney Crosby makes me proud to be a Penguins fan. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, when he was a Pirate, made me proud to be a Pirates fan. Guys like that represent their town so damn well. Adam Jones, I think, does a good job of that with the Orioles. I, I think he's one of those players that you can say, oh, good dude. He's vocal. He's exactly the kind of guy you want to be in that position. A face of a franchise. Now, Manny Machado's that guy, but you get the point. And there are players like that throughout sports. There are players like that in almost every city. But I do wonder, when the last time a guy like that was a Pittsburgh Steelers, Jerome Bettis, someone who understood what it was like to be here, somebody who... Made you proud to be a Steelers fan? Troy Polamalu was that guy to me, but he wasn't vocal about it. I don't know how much he showed his appreciation for the fan. That's not to say he didn't appreciate them, but he was a quiet guy, so maybe he didn't appreciate it that way. Brett Keisel's a perfect example, but he wasn't the kind of star power I'm looking for here. When was the last Steeler who was a star to make you think that he was a lot like Andrew McCutcheon and Sidney Crosby? A guy you could be proud of. 4129222874 These Puckos feel like they're starting to turn into a real baseball team, aren't they? I'll tell you what, I don't think they're a great baseball team. I don't even know if they're a good baseball team, but I think they're one that can hang throughout the summer. And I had a hope that that would be the case since the start of the season. You want to watch good baseball. You want your team to be in the thick of it. You want them to be in a race. Whether or not they're going to win the wild card, matters to an extent, but you just want to be there. You want to be in the conversation. Hell, last year they were until September, and it got us through the toughest time of the sports calendar because then you had the Pittsburgh Steelers pick things up, and, well, the Pirates fell off, and it didn't so much matter to us. I think they could be that way now. And maybe it's the crowds this weekend. Maybe it's the atmosphere around the ballpark. Maybe it's the fact that the Penguins are done. And the Steelers seem so far away, but I feel like this baseball club's for real. For real in the fact that they can contend for a second wild card spot. You got Cervelli playing well. Dickerson, Marte, Moran, Polanco all having OPSs above 800. And that's without Bell playing all that well. Josh Harrison's working his way back into the lineup. If some of those guys cool down, but Harrison picks it up, and Polanco picks it up, and Bell picks it up, then you've got a Offense that can score runs. And we thought that they would be able to coming into the season anyhow, and now they're just showing us that they can't. The bullpen has the second-best DRA in baseball this month. They've got arms, and now they've got the starting pitcher pitching to be a little bit better, too. Musgrove looks great on the rehab trail, but he was much better as a reliever in Houston. Maybe you put him in the bullpen, and you bring Kingham into the rotation. Or maybe Musgrove continues doing what he's doing, and he helps the rotation. I think they're good enough to be right there. They're not a World Series contender. It's not going to happen. Uh, they're not a team that I think you, you would say is going to win a playoff series. But can they get there? As the second wild card, yeah, sure. Why not? But here's a big point in the season coming up right now. Starting tomorrow, the Buckos be playing a lot of bad baseball teams. They got the White Sox coming at town at 10 and 27th. They got the fathers at sixteen and twenty six. They got the reds at fourteen and twenty seven. Not to get greedy, but you really want the buckos to go seven and two in that stretch. Six and three is fine. If they go seven and two, they'll be thirty and nineteen. They will be in that wild card race until the end of the season if they're eleven games over five hundred. Didn't get to that point last year. If they get to that point. You can lose 11 games in a row and you're still at 500. And if you're at 500, you're right there in the thick of it. That's just the way that the wild card's set up. I'm not telling you that this is a reason to celebrate the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm not telling you that this is the greatest baseball team that has made its way through Pittsburgh. I'm not telling you that the front office did a good job. But if you're at 500 at the trade deadline, you're going to be right in the thick of things. And if you're 11 games over 500, a quarter of the way through the season, then you're going to be in the thick of things. And you better sure as bleat pad your record because you got the Cards, the Cubs, and the Nats coming up after this easy stretch. And they'll take some lumps there. But if you can go 7-2 and two over the next nine, and you can go 4-6 and six against the Cards, Cubs, and Nats, I think you're feeling all right about that. I think that's how you become an okay baseball team. You beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat up on. And then you hang around 500 against the good clubs. And I think this Pirates team is possible. Or has that within them. Bad language by me. I just talk for three hours a day on the radio. Jameson Tyone the ultimate team player. Jameson Tyone is the next captain in my book of these Pittsburgh Pirates. Forget Veritek. forget Jeter. Bring the captain back in baseball and give it to the hand pier. Jamison Tyone recently tweeted. Let me pull it up here. Uh, do my homework coming in, coming into the segment. No, not Jamison whiskey. Although I think we could all go for that. Jamison Tyon tweeted this out about peeing on his hand. Got to clarify this whole pee on the hand thing. People offer up their remedy opinions. I jokingly said if peeing on it gets me on the field where I belong, I'll put up with this. I'll put up a sign-up sheet. Not my thing though. I promise. But for real, does it work? Asking for a friend If you're putting up sign up sheets I think that'd be great For the radio show J-Mo comes in here Bring a bucket I just pee on his hand I'm in But this guy's a captain man You think Garrett Cole Would ever pee on his hand No He'd go on the DL You think Barry Bonds Would pee on his hand No He's going on the DL Apparently Moise Salute Used to do it all the time More like Moise Salute Am I right? More like Moise's use the loo, am I right? I'd rather have a guy who'd pee on his hand than a guy who won't. We're going to be joined by Will Graves coming up in about eight minutes here on the show. Talk about urinating. Talk about sports gambling. We'll get to that in a few minutes, too. The capital success, FYI, doesn't mean that the Penguins would have played the same way. Uh, There are a couple of things I want to dispel. I think this shows how good Washington really is. They're a good hockey club. You win four straight whenever your backs are against the wall, including two in a row on the road. Back in series number one, that shows some metal. You slay the dragon that's been beating you, your entire franchise's existence in round two, and you do so at really the most inopportune times. If you're a Penguins fan... Washington scored goals at the beginning of periods, at the end of periods. They did the same thing to Tampa Bay yesterday. They're a good hockey club. So for anybody saying the Penguins losing to them was a colossal failure, the hell it was. They lost to a good hockey club. Do you think the Capitals should have considered the last two years colossal failures losing to the Penguins? I'm sure they did consider it that, but it shouldn't have been. Because the Penguins won the Stanley Cup the last two years. This Washington team's every bit good enough to win the Stanley Cup this year. They just are. And they're proving it right now after they proved it all postseason long. Doesn't sound like the Penguins missed an opportunity. It sounds like they got beat by a better team. Matt Niskanen says that Alexander Ovechkin is now playing freely because he got over that hump. So if you're going to say that the Penguins missed an opportunity, the opportunity would be to have allowed Ovechkin to not get over that hump. Because now, moving forward, when these teams play, they ain't going to be scared. And it's going to keep happening. That's the way that it works. It's the way the NHL has it set up. It's going to continue to happen. Boy, Tampa, though, they sound exactly the way Penguins fans and Penguins analysts sounded after the game. Number six. They're talking about how indecisive they're playing. They're talking about how slow that they're playing. Washington's got a great system. They're playing great defensively. I don't think that all those takes about the Penguins being tentative were all that correct. I know Sidney Crosby said that they were, but I think that it was because of what Washington did. The Penguins didn't look overwhelmed. They looked like they were getting beat by a good team. And what Washington's doing now proves that to me. One last time to ask this question. I think Summer's in the lead now. What's a better season? Hamburger, hot dogs, and shorts? Pumpkin spice and flannel or holiday? I'm wearing shorts right now, and I'm grilling when I get home. You know what my answer is. Well, ask Will Graves about all that stuff and sports gambling next. It's the Crowley Show.
2: As a marketer, you want to reach everyone. Adults, teens, millennials. But it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place, right? Actually wrong. They're all right here listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? You want to get to iHeartMedia.com and get AMFM working for you.
1: Minus two, though I know it's so brutal. Vegas is telling you uh, the, the the I don't know you t- th- teach me you I, I teach think me I'm thinking I
0: don't know'm think you're going h town ah, no way I'm you're going h town everything's
1: telling you to go the other way, everything's telling you to pick the warriors. Andrew tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I love the show. Crowley Man is a god.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just ask him. He'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, over and over. Yeah. Crowley Man is the best. Send you text telling you how great he is. I do that all the time with these guys. <laughs> yep. Actually, funny story.
1: Tom was hammered or high as a kite the other night. And he... Texted us the worst
2: idea for a character on the oh show ever. God.
0: No, it wasn't a character on the show. It was a character on no, the wasn't. show. Now in no, hindsight, it he's saying yeah. it's not. No, for no, the show. no. Yeah, no,
2: we get it, Tom. Yeah,
0: yeah. What was it? So was anyway, the so he's an MC at a cosmic bowling night, <laughs> and he's he treats it like it's his life passion. Like this guy's into it a lot. Like he loves MCing this, but there's only one lane being used by one person in the whole place. That's funny you got to execute it. It would be funny. It's
1: the 7-10 split for the Spare!
0: And no one's there watching.
1: Is no one's there.
2: one guy bowling. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, $2 hot dogs tonight. Don't forget to buy your Pepsi. That's terrible.
1: What do you mean that's terrible? That awful. That's, that's a, a terrible, terrible that, idea. That. That's a character that you provided. That doesn't
0: line up with my vision for the character at all. All right, let's see what you got for the character. I don't have any execution for the character. I wow. just came up with the idea of the character. Now it's up to somebody else to execute it.
2: As, okay, so throughout the weekend, neither Crowley nor myself wanted to touch it. <laughs> they didn't even respond. No, and I'm sitting there waiting for Crowley to say it's a horrible idea. And I know on the other side, in Mount Levo, Crowley's there waiting for me to to say it's a horrible idea. Funny idea. I
1: just didn't want to hurt his feelings, that's all.
2: Neither did I, but I almost think he deserved it after an idea like that. It's dollar dog night!
1: No. If you bring your own bowling shoes, you get nachos for free. It's free
2: shoe rental Friday, everybody.
1: Lane 7, 8, 9, and 10 are closed, but you can hang out right here in front of me in lane number
0: 3. On the bumper lane. Oh, this bumper lane? So this is a character so. on the show now? No, no way. We're not doing what?
2: what? No, I mean, it's only a character because it's the most awful character ever. Like, If we tried to attempt this seriously, people would laugh us out of the building for being stupid, yep. not for being funny.
0: Well, it wasn't for the radio anyway. So, so
2: now, as we do on the show, we like to take bad and try to make it good, and but even failing. this is a stretch it's right bad. now. It's bad. Just horrible premise all the way around. Be better, Tom. Be better. Bring your own ball, and we
1: will provide a shirt. Will Graves of the Associated Press joins us now on the show. Graves, what up?
3: What's up? Uh, is there hazard pay involved for the cheese teases? I mean, or is, it, is it sort of the guerrilla style of it? Just the, 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 You guys are so young, you're just in it for the thrill.
1: We're just in it for the thrill, buddy. Uh, there's no insurance. Uh, Tom does not mind. If we pee in his eye, well, we're all right with it. It's cool, man. It's all cool. It's sterile. He likes the taste. We're fine. <laughs> hey, Will. Yeah. Do you think it'd be weird if Tyon peed on his hand?
3: Do I think? It, do I think it would be weird? Yeah. Um. Or any player, or or Jameson specifically.
1: Well, oh, have you not heard about
3: this? No, I'm. I'm oh. we're this week, uh, so I'm out of the. And now, Luke, feel free to educate me.
1: Okay, so Jamison Tyone has a cut on his middle finger on his throwing hand, and he's been told by a lot of former players and current players that what you need to do in order to form a callus is to pee on your hand. And he says he's not ruling it out.
3: Well, look, I mean, let's give Jamon a lot of credit here. I don't know if you guys saw the great story that uh, Liz Bloom did on the anniversary of uh, his diagnosis of procedure, in which he got rid of testicular cancer, where he really admitted – he knew uh, something. He was in trouble because he was sitting in his hotel room watching TV. He did not specify what he was watching. and He had his hand down his pants. So, and then he made a joke about how when he was a kid he would walk around with his hand in his diaper all the time. So, I mean, it's obvious he's comfortable in that sort of that type of situation. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if the pirates uh, think that it's a good idea, if he thinks it's a good idea, why not? If your
1: family's out of town, Will, and just to take a, a quick left turn here. And in you, in you're home alone, and it's like 9.30 on a Saturday night. Are your feet up on the coffee table, a beer in your hand, and your hand on your pants?
3: Why does it have to be 9.30 at night? Can't it just be like noon? <laughs> I mean, That's fair. That's where I am.
1: My wife's going to be gone to Nashville this weekend, so I will be sitting there with my hand on my pants and a beer in my hand for 25, 36 hours, however long it is. However long it however long it takes me to pass out, that's that what I'll be doing.
3: I would say if your hand comes out of your pants, you're wasting your time.
1: boy. All right, so we're cool with Jameson Ty on <laughs> peeing on himself. Uh, we're now cool with us having peed on Tom because we get the context clues. All good. Hey, Will, the Pirates had McCutcheon. The Penguins have Crosby. What's the closest thing that the Steelers have had to that guy, to a great ambassador for the sport that's universally praised for the most part? Uh, and and all-around well-liked? The
3: quarterback, right? No way. No way. Not bad. No chance. No way. No, I'm telling you, I I mean, in the the information vacuum that I work in, which is typically 11 to 11.20 on Tuesdays during the season, I mean, I've never heard of a guy be a greater ambassador of goodwill for for mankind, let alone football. So uh, (laughs) uh, I would say, I mean, you know, part of me wants to say Franco, uh, but then you get like the uh, the Paterno Sandusky stuff got really weird for everybody. So that sort of, um, I mean, ambassadors. I mean, everybody loved Heinz Ward. I don't know if he was an ambassador per se. Maybe
1: ambassador is not the right word. Word, but a universally revered and respected player. The well, way I would well, think mean Mean Joe would.
3: Green. I mean, mean, mean Joe Green would be the yeah. guy. I mean, if you, you don't think Troy about- was that
1: guy? I think Troy was that guy until the uh, end.
3: I mean, well, I'm older than you, so I'm going to pull this. If you put it in the context of what McCutcheon and Sid have both have in common, uh, they turned. They were integral oh, parts of a franchise turning oh, itself around. Good point, right? And if you're if you're going in that context, I mean, everybody has said. I read Michael McCambridge's book uh, on Chuck Knoll when I was in Korea, and uh, you know, every, <laughs> the stories of what Joe meant to that that pick meant to the Steelers. Um. Is tremendous. Now, obviously, and, and I think and the weird part is, you know, as much of a badass as he was when he played, I think when he retired, he's sort of become... I mean, if you not if you don't see Mean Joe Green and you go, oh my God, that's Mean Joe Green, there's something wrong with you.
1: you you're right, man. He was in a Coke commercial. A kid's throwing him. He's throwing the kid a kid to Jersey. I think you're right about that, without a doubt. The question is, has there been a player like that since Mean Joe Green? And you say no?
3: Uh, I mean... Troy's a great dude, great player, mm-hmm. all-same player. Uh, but, you know, it's sort of, you know, the one thing about Sid is very dutiful. Sid is not going to go and, and, and hog the spotlight by anything that he says, but his actions, obviously, both on the ice and sort of, you know, some of the charity stuff he does away from the ice, you know, that's the kind, that's what you want. Uh, and he will talk. I mean, Troy, I love, you know, I was around Troy four seasons, great guy, just didn't say much. So I think that's sort of the one thing that's lacking there. I think that's, you know, there there's the public persona of Troy is like crazy hair, unbelievable athleticism, instinctive player, Hall of Famer, and you don't really know that much about him. I think it's very Troy-esque that in the middle of the night, he just sort of retired. He called Jim Wexel, he's like, Wex, I'm done, and that was it. That was and b- that's a very Troy way to go out. It
1: was a badass thing, man. It was a really cool thing for him to do because he respected Jim, and I think Jim's really great at what he does, but he's not – the preeminent Steelers beat writer in this town. It, like, if he called Ed Bouchette, I think that's one thing, but he winds up calling Jim Wexel, and I think that's awesome.
3: Well, and, they, and they've had a long-time relationship, and let's remember right. when, uh, when LeBeau left, I mean, LeBeau called his hometown paper right. in Ohio and was like, hey, the Steelers did not renew my contract. Uh, much to the surprise of Burt Lawton, because I was the first one to call him, because I'm at my niece's uh, two-year-old, you know, second birthday party somewhere in Virginia, and I get I get a note and then I text Bert and I'm like he goes, What? <laughs> so uh so yeah, but a very classic I mean look, you know, all those guys um I mean Kutch, look, Kutch I was there Friday, Kutch turned the charm on. I mean he, oh, did. he yeah. was he knew this day was coming, he absolutely won uh he won the press conference, if that's a thing. Not that he had to, obviously. And you know, and in a way, I think it was it was cathartic for for all involved. I mean, the Pirates can now sort of move forward. I mean, they've they're okay. I mean, I think Jordy Mercer said it after the game. He said, "Look, you know, we love him, we miss him, but guess what? He's not on our team anymore, and we got to roll with the guys we have. So let's do that." And I think maybe well, they had thirty four thousand on Friday, right? Uh, if you can't be impressed by the way they played that night, and want to come back, and I understand. Look, I understand people are pissed. Whoa. Because guess what? Guess what? When if this happens with – when anybody's contract gets onerous at any point, and they figure, well, we can save $6 million and, and get a guy whose war's a point and a half below whoever player X is, we're going to trade them. it's hard to get emotionally attached. If you're a fan, why get emotionally attached if they're just going to move guys if they have success, right? So I understand that. That being said, I mean, this team, we're a quarter of the way through the season. I don't think people would think they're, what, 23 and 17? Uh, I'm sure, and I think it says couple weeks ago, I'm pretty sure most of us didn't think they'd have 23 wins by the end of March or the end of May. So, Hey, Will, let's,
1: yeah. let's talk about sports gambling.
3: Please, let's uh, do it.
1: Let's do it, baby. I am all about the Supreme Court's decision today because I am all about people making their own choices when it comes to morality. And for all the people who say gambling's immoral, okay, fine, well, then don't gamble. But to the people who want to gamble, now you can gamble. Well, not quite yet, but. Pretty soon you're going to be able to. It's going to be great for our industry. It's going to be great for all the sports leagues. It might have saved football. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew Skip.
3: Right. And, I mean, it's, and what be, what's the NFL and the NHL going to say? They put teams in Las Vegas. You know, I mean, what do you? What, where's your moral high ground there? You know, so I, I'm for it. You know, the, the thing is, like, it's amazing how, like, in the rest of the world that this is just the rest of the world, I make mean, it's sort of, this is just accepted behavior. I mean, this is sort of, you can gamble wherever. Uh, when I was in London for the Olympics in 2012, uh, uh, across the street from uh, the hotel I was at, there was like a little mini mall, and literally right next to the Starbucks was a sports book. Just sitting, and I was like, I, I kind of walked in, and I was like, what, what is this? And I'm like, this, you know, you can gamble on the football matches. And I was like, oh, and anything else. I mean, good Lord, the Brits love their gambling. So... Uh, I'm for it, and maybe this will lead to the sort of the uh, the thought process will lead to because it's going to happen in college. And they've had billion dollars gambled on the NCAA tournament for years. Maybe the players can get some of that money at some point. That would be nice.
0: Whoa!
1: Now, now that's immoral to me. Why would you want to give players money for something that they're doing that's earning everybody else money? I I think that's that's where (laughs) I draw the line on morality, man. To pay college athletes that is the height of all that is wrong with this country if it were to happen.
3: I mean, and there are people that truly, truly believe that. I've, I've had, I have had—I mean, I've had this stance for 15 years, and I just think if you're a Division One athlete at a Power 5 school and a starter, and you're a difference maker on your team, and your, your play affects the outcome of these games and also affects the fact that 78,000 people show up, and the fact that the coach gets paid four million dollars, I think if there's some way that this money can sort of sort of the runoff from all this gambling, you know, if there if it's fees that, uh, that that these gambling institutions wherever they pop up have to feed back to to the individual schools or whatever, I mean, I would be all for that, all for that.
1: Yeah, as would I, my friend. And it's interesting to consider the possibilities here. Uh, I wonder how far along Pennsylvania is. I wonder when all that's going to go down. We'll find out more uh, as the week goes on and as we move into the future. But uh, I'm all jammed up, man. I am all jammed up. I have a question for you about not sports, but about life. It's on my Twitter poll today, at underscore Adam Crowley. Actually, I think I forgot to put it up. I'll put it up. Favorite season, hamburger, hot dog, and shorts, pumpkin, spice, and flannel, or holiday
3: Uh, definitely shorts, beer, hot dogs. Um, I just think that's, I mean, yeah, I just, everybody loves like that first week pumpkin spice comes out. Right. And then you're like, after like a week and then you wake up and it's like November 2nd and it's 44 degrees and raining and you realize it's going to be cold until May 1st. That's depressing. It's the same way. And then like, okay, you get Thanksgiving and Christmas to kind of, distract you and then it's like january 3rd and you're like oh my god kill me i want to die right so i just say for me from a just from a quality of life standpoint i think if it's warm it's just, your life is better
1: yeah you're right so. about that i'm on my back deck on saturday afternoon with your hand up, down
3: your pants I'm hand
1: okay. down my pants man grilling some burgers and dogs maybe smoking a cigarette or two and drinking a beer ski oh was a great day Great day, and you can't really do that in the fall unless you're tailgating, and then it's a little rainy and wet, and it's chilly. And you're right, hundred percent. I mean, I'm
3: like one of those Yinzers, and I got a I got a nine year old yinzer that I'm that lives in my house. I mean, I'm one of those dudes that if it's like, a, and you've seen me at the Steelers, if it's over like 45 or 50 and it's not windy, I'm wearing shorts. I mean, that's just that's my commitment level to it. I'm, one, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy that wears flip flops or sandals. I think that's gross, guys. Put some socks and, and tennis shoes on. Running shoes, whatever. I think that's gross. You're a sandal guy. I've seen your, I've seen your feet, right? I have. I'm sure I have.
1: Why am I a sandal guy? That seems made. Sandal
3: up. guy, or what do they call them? Flip flops, whatever. You're a flip flop guy, right? I wear thongs. It's gross. It's gross. Cr- that's just like, I, I, uh, I you know, I, uh, I got a problem with like. Toenail or toe, you know, knuckle hair, toe knuckle hair. That's just a. Oh, I think nobody you were, needs to see mine, and I don't need to see anybody else.
1: You're remembering my feet very well, actually. I have all kinds of knuckle <laughs> hair on my toes. It's disgusting. <laughs> it really is disturbing. But you I, got, all, you're kind of a
3: hairy dude, just in whoa, general. Oh see here's the here's the except geograves. when you like when you guys what didn't you wax you did the wax a yes. few months ago right yes
1: I mean it all grew back very itchy terrible horrendous process but I'm a converse guy. So at training camp, when I'm walking around and it's rainy and you're slogging around, you can't be wearing Converse because then they're going to be wet and smelly for a month. So that's whenever I decide to go with the flip flops. It's also what Jesus would have done. So I
3: hope you, I hope you're okay with that. They were not thongs back in what two thousand years ago. Uh, Jesus not.
1: wore a thong. He was a hippie. I it's
3: a, don't you. I mean, doesn't it bother you that you're not? it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable to be around and i'm a, let's let's be honest i'm a guy that frequently or because of my job i'm frequently around 240 pound men that are naked i do not get uncomfortable i don't go you know i don't go that that doesn't that's not i mean it's dude, just the practice of it is weird but like in general i don't get weird but like if i like if i was just walking down the street and there'd see dudes like feet i just feet are gross feet are for running or whatever you know Running to, the, running to the emergency room after you pee on your hand to get to help the laceration go away and build all scar tissue and realize that maybe you ate something you shouldn't have and that's affected the cut. I mean, that's that's what feet are for, to get you to places, not to like, hey, look at my feet. No. Graves, last, path, thing, last,
1: last, last thing here for you, okay? So let, let's tie it all together. Since you're such sure. an expert on what I'm wearing and gambling is soon to be legal, I'll give you a – As we go down my body, I'll give you money for everything you guess correctly. (laughs) Okay? So I've got a hat
3: on. What's my hat? Well, I saw the the T-C's. Oh, Oh, dude, get out of here.
1: Goodbye, Graves. You can't do this. Uh, Bets null and void. I was going to lose money. I don't want to lose money. That's not going to happen. Coming up next, the hottest take of the day. Other crap. And the three stars of the show. Then Monday's in the books. Tonight, though, following all that. And then 45 minutes of other stuff. We've got the Golden Knights hockey game.
2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Yeah, we got to find a. We got to do a. Spit it out! I'm oh uh-huh. sorry, a
1: royal marriage uh, spoof of some sort.
2: Oh, some but, kind of thing with that.
1: Who are you more jealous for? Of, I can't talk.
2: I. You mean would I like to marry Meghan Markle
0: or Harry? He's a prince.
2: Screw him, Meghan, all day long. You're
0: right. I would screw him.
1: Is take of the day coming up in mere seconds here on the Crowley Show. First, we go to Bill in Bridgeville who wants to talk about urination. Hello, Bill. Bill? Bill? Hello. Hello.
3: Hey. hey, Adam. Uh, I, I called in. I, I can testify to the efficacy of pissing on your arm. Okay. I was down in Jamaica and I was uh, snorkeling. And I didn't realize it, but I, I apparently touched some uh, sea urchins. Those things that look like little porcupine balls. Sure. Well, they sting you like crazy. But you don't realize it when you're in the water. But when I got out, it was very, very painful. And, and the guy that I rented the equipment from, he says, Oh, Mom, he says, don't worry. He says, when you're taking a leak, he says, just piss on it. It'll make you feel better. So that's what I did that whole day. The balance of the day and and the night in the bars and everything. People looked at me funny. Yeah, you smelled like pee, Bill. Huh?
2: Goodbye, Bill. Wait a minute, he, he in the middle of the bar? <laughs> he's just like oh,
0: that's the that that was the follow up, but if he's not gonna hear me, I don't wanna putz around with him all that much. What a great attempt at a Jamaican accent there too from Bill. Did you guys catch that? What yeah. the hell? Oh, Oman. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oman.
0: Good caller, that Bill. Solid call. Yeah. All the way around. Call back
1: again at some point, Bill. We'll have you. He peed on himself in the middle of a bar in Jamaica.
2: Multiple times. Throughout the day. Like, I think, I'm pretty sure you only have to do it once, Bill. It's also his arm, (laughs) so that's tough to swing. Yeah, good thing it didn't hit him in the forehead. That would have gotten awkward. You'd have to flip upside down. You'd have to do a headstand. Either that or, well, never mind.
0: It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day,
2: day, day.
1: I heard you could pee on your face if you have a rib removed.
2: Is that what that is? Uh, that's a myth. Oh. Yeah. At least I couldn't.
1: A woman is ready to coach in the NBA, but is the NBA ready to be coached by a woman? Paul Gasol, he's played in the league for 17 years, says the NBA is ready for a woman head coach. And it's Becky Hammond. She's an assistant under Pop, the best coach in the league, not named Brad Stevens. Gasol said she would absolutely be able to coach NBA basketball. The dude's been around. He knows you can coach. He knows you can't. But the Twitter comments scare me, though, and I wonder how they translate to the league inside the locker rooms. Someone wrote on a Hammond article, she's being given a chance instead of earning a chance. Another wrote about all the male coaches who are going to get passed over because of her. Another guy said LeBron doesn't respect his male coaches, so why is he going to respect a female? There's going to be a lot of that. I'd like to give players the benefit of the doubt, but people are stupid, so she might have to deal with that. But she would be dealing with it so that the next coach would have to deal with it less. And so on and so forth. We often hear about locker room culture and locker room talk. I've been in locker rooms. Things are said. Offensive things. But just because stuff is said in a locker room doesn't mean that people saying it should have immunity. In fact, they shouldn't. I don't like that society is supposedly changing and yet we don't expect that in the locker room. Man. Sports is cut out of society. Every locker room has people of different colors, creeds, religions, and so forth. They need to accept one another. And they need to be able to accept having a woman as a leader. It's not different than having a woman for a boss, period. It's basketball. She played. She earned her right to be an assistant coach. She knows how to diagram plays and develop strategy. Getting respect of the room shouldn't be hard, but it might be. Not because of her, but because of them. As I say, though, it should be easier for the next person, whether the league is ready or not. Well, here she comes. It's time to break some barriers. Woo! Other crap. Antonio Brown bought a mansion in Fort Lauderdale with a synagogue inside. I think it would have made more sense for Juju. Woo! Other crap. The Capitals beat the Lightning 6 2 to get up 2 0 in the finals. Alex Ovechkin is undefeated in conference finals. Woo! Other crap. The Cavs lost game one to the Celtics. LeBron had 15 points. Nice hairline. Woo! Other crap. Overrated. Woo! Other crap. Who's your daddy? Woo! Other crap. A U.S. amateur soccer team, Washington Square FC, is sponsored by Red Tube. Porn guys love soccer. The periods only last for 45 minutes. Woo! So, pretty. other crap. <laughs> Don't want a red card. Woo! Other crap. Those guys are good at juggling balls. Woo! Other crap. I love hot pitches. Woo! Other crap. Rob Gronkowski turned 29 today. Hey, just 40 more years, buddy. Woo! Other crap. Nice. Woo! Other crap. There was a delay in the Frisco Rough Riders game due to a snake in the outfield. Grounds crew put a bucket over the snake. They, look they looked a little rattled. Woo! Other crap. It's happened twice, so that's the second time in his... ...story. Woo! Other crap. On a scale of 1 to 10, that was scary. Woo! Other crap. What happened? Woo! other graph it's been 433 days since pit basketball in a conference game
0: it's time for the three stars of the show third star
2: tonight's third star of the show brian la Martina. you know you've got sports like and i'm going fringe sports here like highlight like dog racing horse racing these are sports that would not exist. They would not have one damn fan. They wouldn't be able to exist if it were not for gambling. Second star.
0: tonight. second star of the show, Will Graves.
1: In your home alone, and it's like 9.30 on a Saturday night, are your feet up on the coffee table, a beer in your hand, and your hand
2: on your
3: pants? Why does it have to be 9.30 at night? Can't it just be like...
2: Noon. <laughs> I mean, first star and tonight's
0: first star of the show,
2: Adam Crowley.
1: Apparently, Moisés Salou used to do it all the time. More like Day Salou. <laughs> am I right? More like Moisés use the loo. Am I right? Wow. (laughs) Is that
0: for it being such a great joke or Yeah, Yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, it's for it was hilarious.
2: One thing about this show, not afraid of puns. Not at all. Not at all. It's a punny show.
1: Who let the dogs out? Tonight on ESPN Pittsburgh at 745, it's Vegas Golden Knights. And Winnipeg Jets, looking forward to that one. Tomorrow on the show, perhaps Alex Kirshner from SB Nation. He's been all over this gambling stuff. I want to talk more about the gambling. And we're going to have Tom's gambling classroom. Yeah. He's going to teach us all about gambling. Let's wager, bitches. Yeah, some of the terms and such. Plus NBA tonight. Parlay. Who, Who you got tonight, Tom? I'm taking Houston. Houston minus two. Houston minus two.
2: We'll see you tomorrow, 4 until 7. Peace out, bitches. Hi, Tom Bodette. Haven't tried slam poetry yet. Motel 6, comfortable, clean, always low prices. Know what I mean? Are you traveling? Are you on the road? Make Motel 6 your humble abode. You will get a good night's sleep. I know this poem's not very deep. I'm Tom Baudet from Motel Six, and we'll leave the light on. So go and book online at motelsix.com. Mic drop. What the
0: hell are you doing? Tom, shut the hell up over there. What the hell are you doing? Is he, is he being transported to a different dimension? <laughs> like He's he being
2: sucked through space and time. He's going to wake up in 1954. Or his
3: sausage finger's going to fit.